Thank you for listening to this TCEA TechNotes blog entry. District Data Warehouse Proposal Process Written by Miguel Gulen Making the decision to create a district data warehouse is just the first step. Now you have to create a proposal of what you really need. In part one of this series, I shared some of the scenarios for recognizing a data warehouse. In part two, please allow me to share a sample proposal. The proposal follows the model outlined in this blog entry, Solving Wicked Problems When Details Matter, Part 3. Before seeking a data warehouse, it's important that a school district take stock and organize itself. Challenges to overcome. Before star starting down the road, district staff need to have a realistic understanding of how data flows. Administrators looking for a procedure document may find one linked here. That flow varies from district to district. Below you will find the diagram that captured the flow of data in my district. Before I created it, few had a clear idea of how data moved from one place to another. In fact, it might as well have happened via magical means. This process needs to be mapped for each data file that will be tapped as a source for student data in the data warehouse. Process for automated upload of student staff data to an external vendor system. Number one, given a need, a technology-based intervention or assessment tool is desired that requires student or staff data imports on a regular basis. Number two, Project contact and technology department contact meet with vendor to identify the data file elements needed and complete the data request form. Number three, once the data request form is complete, it is submitted to the student information system, SIS, contact. Number four, when data files are received and tested successfully, the technology department contact will ensure the file gets to the vendor nightly via an automated secure file transfer process. The process is complete when data is flowing nightly into the external vendor system. Example of process in action. Number one. The need for providing an instructional intervention for students in grades 3 through 8 to facilitate differentiation. Number two, curriculum director contacts technology director and a joint meeting takes place. Number three, a data request form is prepared mapping SIS data element names such as students first name, last name, campus, student ID number, TSDS number, district username and password. And a tentative start date is set for when this is needed. This information is then submitted to the Student Information System or SIS partner. Number four, once the SIS vendor partner has finished creating the student data file, they save it to a secure FTP server. Technology staff sets up an automated process to transfer the file to the vendor so it can be processed nightly, for example, 2.05 a.m. Number five, 
Curriculum director and end users, for example, teachers in grades three through eight, verify that information in the vendor system is up to date. This data file creation process is offered as an example. The intent of sharing this is to help you review your own processes for data file creation. The proposal. The purpose of this proposal is to, one, facilitate easy, safe, and appropriate access to data that campus and district staff need to accomplish essential job functions, and two, eliminate time staff currently waste in data hunting and gathering, sifting, and organizing that consumes more time than the data analysis component requires. The end result is a more informed leadership and better decision making in the service of students and staff. Achievement of the tenets of this proposal enables staff to have tiered levels of access to generate reports derived from data critical to their job functions via a web-based interface to a data warehouse of content. Number one, a data warehouse. This component serves as district-controlled repository of all data, a local copy regardless of the source, on students and employees from a variety of data sources including but not limited to student assessments, student and parent lists, employee data from internal, for example Eduphoria, special education, scholastic assessment programs, and external sources of data, for example STAR, iStation, iTex, Texas Gradebook, eSped. Number two, a web data portal. This component provides a browser as a browser-based easy-to-use interface to the data warehouse that enables campus and district staff to have point-and-click query creation abilities to generate a variety of reports that juxtapose data from a variety of internal and external data sources. Need. The district has a clear and urgent need to institute a data warehouse that is easily accessible by district and campus level staff. Some examples. Assessment Office. The district lacks a locally controlled central repository of all Eduphoria Aware only, and Eduphoria Aware only provides some access to student and staff data, making it a time-consuming, hours to weeks, chore to correlate data from multiple sources, such as SMI, SRI, and STAR. Bilingual ESL. TPRI, Dehasley, staff and student data exports have to be obtained via single district person, and this can involve wait time. Curriculum department. Lack of a customizable data aggregation and reporting functions that are automated and easy to produce force reliance on a single person to generate reports for various locations. Campus level. Staff spends hours per day, even weeks, tracking and sifting through data to create end-of-course student lists that could be generated with a custom query that had access to all data sources. Furthermore, staff must keep track of alternative measures using Excel spreadsheets, which they assert is time-consuming and error-prone. ITEX access. The district currently has to provide all or nothing access via open database compliant ODBC connection to staff, making it difficult to grant general users access to a subset of sensitive confidential data they need to work with. Other examples are provided for special education and technology operations. I would also include videos of stakeholders to illustrate specific details. 
The next component is process. A diagram presented in part one of this blog entry of how this works appears in that section. It is modeled on how other districts data warehouses operate. Beginning at the top, end users, whether at the campus or district level, would be able to interface via their web browser to a local repository of data. End users would be able to generate a variety of custom reports that juxtapose data they need to provide student-level interventions, for example, EOC, dropout, alternative measures, SMI, SRI to star correlations, projections based on existing data to state and national standards. End users would not require an ODBC connection to the student information system or administrative level access, instead running reports that give them access to data customized for their job functions, such as principal or teacher. And location, campus staff can only see their data. This data is composed of information gleaned programmatically and updated nightly via automated connections. Data flows from the SIS and other external data sources into the data warehouse. These automated connections, operating as many as two times per day, synchronize the data available in the data warehouse. Cost. The approximate cost of establishing a web data portal and data warehouse will require consideration of a salary for a database administrator, servers and software to create data warehouse and a web data portal, identity automation and account management. Details on these uh, points is expanded on in the blog entry. You can also find a timeline focused on pre-development, phase one, phase two, phase three, and how to assess success in this blog entry. Closing thoughts. As you begin the process of putting in place a data warehouse, you may be tempted to seek out a vendor partner who can help you bridge the gap from where you are to where you need to be to see de student data in a usable way. Be careful that before you involve a vendor, you are prepared to change how you work. Perhaps even more important, make sure that you have top-level support to change the workflows for others in your organization. In part three of this series, we'll take a look at finding a vendor partner. If you would like to read this blog entry in its entirety, please go to www.tca.org forward slash blog.